Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Therapy Podcast with relationship coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me again. It's awesome having a chance to get down here and talk to you and spend some time with you. Last week on the podcast, we talked about the four things that you should never, ever, ever do in your marriage because these are things that help tear your marriage apart. It destroys your marriage. These are just things that should never be done. So here are some of the takeaways from last week's episode where I talked about the four things that you should never, ever do in your marriage. So the first thing that we talked about that you shouldn't do in your marriage is criticize your spouse. That is never a good thing to do. When it comes to you and your spouse being together, you shouldn't be defensive. You shouldn't stonewall them. And stonewalling is they're attempting to communicate with you, whether it's through conversation, whether it's through text or body language, and you just acting like they don't exist. That is something that when you do this, you make the other person shut down, it devalues them, and it's always difficult to come back from this if you're stonewalling someone. Another thing that we talked about you should never do in your marriage is having a lot of contempt for that person and anger toward them. Now, it's okay to be angry about something, but you got to talk about it and you got to work it out. It's not okay for you to hold on to it forever and have and let it build up into contempt. But these are just some of the things that we discussed. So we say you shouldn't criticize, be defensive, you shouldn't stonewall, and you should not show contempt for your spouse if you want your marriage to work. Now, there's so much to talk about with all of this. I feel like if I tried to explain all of it, it would really be last week's episode again, and it, this episode would be too long. So what I'm going to tell you to do um, is first, if you're doing any of these things, please stop doing it right now so that you do not destroy your marriage. Then to find out what you can do instead and how you can resolve these issues, click on the link below in the show notes to listen to the full episode of last week's podcast. Now, before we get to this week's episode of the podcast, here is a word from one of our sponsors. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how childhood trauma can affect your relationships. Now, many of us don't realize this, but the things that happened to you in your childhood has a significant effect on your adult relationships. Over the weekend, I had a chance to sit down and actually read a book. Now, I've always loved reading, and most of my childhood was spent reading books about politics, relationships. Now, mystery books, I love mysteries. Encyclopedias, oh, I used to love encyclopedias and novels. So I remember spending the majority of my summers just being curled up on the couch in the living room or just laying in my bed, just reading a book and letting my imagination run wild. Now, there were, those were actually some of the best times of my life and of my childhood. However, now that I'm an adult, I do not often have the time or the luxury to sit down and read a book. So usually what I do is I download books on Audible and then I listen to them on the go which is helpful, especially when you are cooking or cleaning or riding in a car, you can listen to a book. But something happened last week. So last week, I just suddenly had an urge to read a book. I had an urge to hold a book and actually like sit down and read. Went to the local bookstore in my area and I bought some books to read. Now, one of the books that I purchased was a book by one of my favorite artists. And I do have a lot of people I listen to when it comes to music and so when I say favorite, it's like one of many because there are several people in that favorite category. 
one of my many favorite artists is a rap artist named Lecrae. And he has a book called Unashamed. Now, I had already listened to his second book called Iron Restored. And that book was on Audible. And I loved it. So naturally, of course, I wanted to hear the first book because when he started the second book, he mentioned something like, you know, after reading my first book, you thought I was okay. I thought you guys thought I was finished with this, that, or the other. So he's like, but I wasn't. And that's how he started the second book. So, of course, I'm sitting up here like, well, what happened in the first book? Because I haven't read that yet. When I got a chance, I went Friday. I went, got that book. And I spent a good part of my Saturday afternoon reading the first few chapters of the book, Unashamed, which was the first book. And then I Am Restored was the second book. And let me tell you, I was not disappointed. I found the book to be riveting. And if I had not promised my daughters to have a watch the new Godzilla and King Kong movie with them that night, I probably would not have put the book down. Now this has to say something because I absolutely love Godzilla movies and King Kong movies. But if I am willing to like skip watching it for a day or two to finish reading the book, then you know the book has to be good. Because I had promised them that I would watch the movie with them, I did put the book down. But in the book, the author, he talks about how he has experienced a lot of childhood trauma and how this has such a huge impact in his life. So as I was reading, I began to think about how things we experience in our childhood, good or bad, have a significant impact on our adult lives and our relationships. As I was reading the book, it made me think about how things we experience in our childhood, good or bad, can have a significant impact in our adult lives and in our relationship. I asked myself, what is childhood trauma? Now, I know what childhood trauma is, but I wanted to get a more in-depth idea of what childhood trauma was and how it can affect your relationships. So I went and I looked it up, and according to the National Institute of Mental Health, Childhood trauma is the experience of an event by a child that is emotionally painful or distressful, which often results in lasting mental and physical effects. Childhood trauma happens when a child experiences or observes a negative event during childhood, and due to the shock of the event, the child develops psychological trauma. It's possible for children to experience interpersonal trauma, which affects their relationships, and they can also be affected by trauma that happens to them because of parental decisions. An example of interpersonal trauma includes emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, experiencing or witnessing violence within the family or at home, experiencing or witnessing violence in the community. Um, an example would be a civil disturbance, armed conflict, asylum seeking trauma, etc. A child who is emotionally or physically neglected may develop trauma. Now trauma could also stem from a caregiver or parental trauma. An example of those would include a parent who is incarcerated, a parent who abuses drugs or alcohol, parental ill health, parental separation, or a divorce. Trauma may also be caused by national or natural disasters such as earthquakes, floods, hurricanes, and acts of violence. Um, an example would be mass shootings, terrorist attacks, and another example I would like to just throw out there could be a whole bunch of civil unrest could also be something that can cause trauma, not just in children, but in adults as well. And in other life-threatening situations, they can experience trauma as a result of a motor vehicle accident, etc. All of these things can, and they do have a lasting impact on children. And without counseling, all of these things have the potential to affect the child as they go into adulthood. Now, according to the ACE study, 
there are 10 different types of childhood trauma across two categories. There are personal categories and environmental. Traumas of personal of the personal type include emotional neglect, physical abuse, physical neglect, sexual abuse, verbal abuse. Emotional trauma relates to the family members, and that includes having an alcoholic parent, living with a mentally ill family member, having a mother that's in a victim of domestic violence, or the absence of a parent following abandonment, death, or divorce. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, finds that children who experience adverse child experience, or ACE, are more likely to become future victims or perpetrators of violence. Researchers have also found a strong correlation between ACE and disruptive neurodevelopment, social, emotional, and cognitive impairments, adaption of health risk behaviors, disease, disability, social problems, and early death. Now, some of the effects of childhood trauma in adults can be anxiety, depression, substance abuse, social difficulties, health problems, lost opportunities, low self-esteem, lack of direction. All of these things can be a result of childhood trauma. And it just shows that when the child experienced this trauma, it was not dealt with. They didn't get the counseling. And so as they got into the adult stage, it progressed. And this is what has happened. Now, here's the thing. Think about it. Anxiety and depression, that can cause problems in a relationship. Substance abuse, it can cause problems in a relationship. Having social difficulties or problems like with um, socializing and interacting with other people can cause issues in a relationship. And I'm even going to go as far as to say when it comes to social difficulties, not being able to express yourself can also cause problems in a relationship. Health problems are caused. Lost opportunities, because if you don't know how to socialize and you've had a lot of trauma, maybe you don't have a high self-esteem, but you have a low self-esteem. And so low self-esteem can lead to lost opportunities because you're not going to trust people enough to put yourself out there to try to get opportunities that you see because your self-esteem is low or you may have pe problems interacting with people. Lack of direction is another thing because if you've experienced trauma, let's say abandonment, you're probably thinking, well, you know, my parents didn't want me, so if they didn't want me, then no one's going to listen to me, no one's going to take me seriously. There are a lot of things that can go along with childhood trauma. And the thing about childhood trauma is all of these things don't just affect the person who has had the childhood trauma, it affects people around them. So if you are married to someone or dating someone, or if you are someone who has experienced trauma as a child, then some of these symptoms or some of these things that have happened to you as a child is also can be affecting you as an adult. Now, all of these things can cause major issues in your marriage and in your relationship. So it doesn't matter if you are the one dealing with the childhood trauma or if your spouse is the one dealing with the childhood trauma. What affects them affects you. And what affects you affects them. Some people don't even realize how some of our childhood experiences are affecting our relationships because we don't even recognize that some of the things that happened to us in our childhood was traumatic because it was normalized, either in our homes or in society. For example, getting spanked. Now, I've heard many arguments on both sides, and some people see getting spanked as a form of child abuse. But then other people say it can be seen as punishment. It just depends on how your family or the people in your environment viewed it. However, there have been cases where people got spanked, it had a significant 
effect on them and that to them was a form of childhood trauma which as we know now that spanking your children really doesn't work and all it does is show them a pattern of violence so it can be seen as a form of child abuse and less as a form of punishment but we're just seeing that now and back in the day many people did not see this and a lot of kids got spanked now in some homes verbal abuse was the norm but it was viewed as I'm toughening him or her up. I'm just letting them know what the real world is like. And I'm helping them not to be a punk. I'm helping them not to be a sissy. It was accepted. However, we all know that verbal abuse is traumatic for a child. And it's abuse. And it should not be used in any way, shape, or form. Verbal abuse does not toughen people up. Instead, it tears them down. But it depends on the way your extended and your nuclear family view trauma and discipline. That will determine whether your childhood trauma was normalized in your home or not. When something is normalized and everyone's doing it, you may find yourself doing the same thing, but you don't even know that what you're doing is abusive or traumatic because it was something that was the norm in your house. This is how it can go on for generations because one generation had verbal abuse or physical abuse, and to them, it was something that was normalized in their home as a form of punishment, as a form of toughening people up. So they, in turn, take what they've learned and pass it on to their kids. And they do the same pattern of abuse and give their children the same trauma that they had as a kid because this is normal. This is what they do in their family. And then you know how it goes on. Their kids take that same thing and they keep going on and on. Now, here's another thing that you may not think was a form of childhood trauma. Having your feelings minimized as a child or being told not to cry can also be seen as a form of childhood, childhood trauma. Why? Because you're teaching that child to hide their emotions. You're teaching that kid not to be honest about their feelings and you're teaching them not to feel these feelings. You're making them feel like being a baby, this is not important, you shouldn't be crying, which is a form of trauma because you are making this child feel like it's not okay for them to cry. They can't be who they are. They can't even express their feelings of crying. So that could take away their feeling of control, which as they get older can lead to them maybe acting out or maybe not being able to show their true feelings or not being able to feel like they are in control. And so in order to gain control, they may do other types of behavior to start acting out so they can have a sense of control. All of these things can create trauma and traumatic experiences in kids. And if you have experienced any of these things, and these are just some things, I mean, the list can go on and on about things that could have happened to you in your childhood. For example, I know when my kids were younger, we were living in Alabama, and in 2011, we had a tornado. It was really bad. It wasn't as bad as the, well, it was bad. It was like a whole system of tornadoes that hit from like, Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, all the way down to my area, and it was really bad. We didn't have um, electricity for a week. Homes were destroyed. People died. It was terrible. Moving forward, like, it happened in 2011. Later on in 2011, I think it was a couple months later, we had the threat of another storm coming through, but it wasn't a severe storm. It was just like thunder lightning. But my kids freaked out. They went, they sat in a tub, they got all their blankets. They were traumatized by the experience that they had in 2011 with the natural disaster of the tornadoes that came through. And even now, my kids, when they hear storms, they freak out. They like panic. They get so scared and 
they start packing up all their stuff, sitting in the tub, they're nervous, they're afraid, they have anxiety. And why? Because the storms in 2011, even though they were very young, I think my youngest was two, I had a two-year-old, I think I had a, a two, four, and five-year-old. But it was traumatic for them. And so even now, and they are 12, 14, and 15, even now, storms freak them out, storms scare them. You see how things that children experience can be traumatic for them. If you have had a traumatic experience as a kid, and maybe just listen to the podcast now, you realize that you've had one of these experiences, you can see how it has played an effect and how it has had a negative effect on your relationships and on your life. What do you do? I mean, we can't go back in time since it's impossible to do that. We cannot go back in time. We can't change the things that we've experienced as children, partly because it's impossible to go back in time. And another thing is a lot of things that we experience as kids happen because other people did them to us and not because we did anything to ourselves. Even if we did go back, we would probably have the same experience because the same people would have raised us, the same people would have been our guardians, things wouldn't have changed on that end. So we would probably experience the same thing over again. Since it would be impossible to change what has happened to you in the past, how do you move forward with the trauma that you've been dealt with, that you had to deal with as a kid? Well, here are some ways to deal with that, okay? One of the many ways, and this is the best way, I think, to start dealing with childhood trauma is to identify what the trauma is. It is so important to identify what has happened to you that caused you trauma in your childhood. By naming the trauma, you are opening yourself up to acknowledge what has happened to you. Acknowledgement is crucial for you to begin the healing process because you cannot heal from what you don't acknowledge. So once you acknowledge what has happened to you, then you can begin the process of healing and moving on from what happened to you as a child. Many victims of childhood trauma often spend years minimizing the event or dismissing it by pretending it didn't happen or like it wasn't a big deal or they succumb to feelings of guilt or self-blame. The only way to begin healing is to acknowledge that a traumatic event did occur and that you were not responsible for it. Next, reclaim control. Feelings of helplessness can carry well over into adult years and it can make you feel like you are a perpetual victim and then you'll start acting like a perpetual victim which causes you to make choices based on your past pain when you're a victim the past is in control of your present but when you have conquered your pain the present is in control so here's an example let's say you were victimized as a child as you get older you take on the personality of a victim you were victimized as a child then something else happens to you and you're like well this always happens to me because nothing good really happens to me something else happens as you get older of course this would happen to me because bad things always happen to me you see how this thinking can progress you keep thinking bad things happen to me so when things do happen that may not be so bad or just life happens you would perceive it as bad things always happen to me and what you say and what you believe you're setting yourself up for failure because you will perceive events in your life by what you believe so the victimization could have happened to you as a child but that does not mean that everything in your life is happening to you because bad things happen so once you reclaim control and you realize that you are not a victim and that you can control the present you couldn't control the past you can't control the past but you can control the present 
This can only happen when you've conquered your pain and let the present be in control. There is always going to be a battle between past and present, but as long as you are willing to let go of the old defenses and crutches you use as a child to navigate your trauma, you will be able to reclaim your life now and heal your pain. Another thing that is important to do is seek support and don't isolate yourself. A natural instinct that many trauma survivors have is to withdraw from others, but this will only make things worse. A big part of healing process is connecting with other people, talking to other people. So make the effort to maintain your relationships and seek support. Talk to a trusted family member, friend, counselor, and consider joining a support group for survivors of traumatic childhoods. Take care of your health. Your ability to cope with stress will increase if you are healthy. Establish a daily routine that allows you to get plenty of rest, eat a well-balanced diet, and exercise regularly. Most importantly, stay away from alcohol and drugs. This might provide temporary relief, but it will inevitably increase your feelings of depression, anxiety, and isolation, and even worse, your trauma symptoms. Another thing you can do is learn the true meaning of acceptance and letting go. Just because you accept something doesn't mean you're embracing your trauma or that you liked it or even agree with it. Acceptance means that you decided that what you're going to do with it is to let it go. You can decide if you're going to let it rule your life or you can decide to let it go. Letting go doesn't mean poof, it's gone and you never have to worry about it again or that you're going to pretend it didn't happen. No, letting go means you no longer are allowing your bad memories and feelings of a bad childhood to rob you of living a good life now. Something that's very key to do is replace bad habits with good ones. Bad habits can take many forms, like negativity and always mistrusting others, or turning to alcohol or drugs when feeling when your feelings become too hard to bear. Bad habits can be hard to break, especially when they're used as crutches to help you avoid reliving the pain and the trauma of your childhood. Now, a support group or a therapist, which I do encourage, please, a therapist can help you, and they can help you learn the tools necessary to break these bad habits and replace them with good habits. Another thing that I want you to do is be kind to yourself. Be patient to yourself. Don't rush yourself. When you have been seriously hurt as a child, you develop out-of-control emotions, helplessness, defense mechanisms, and warped perceptions that are difficult to let go of. So it's going to take you a lot of time and a lot of hard work to let go of these feelings. Don't think that just because you're working on them one day that they should be gone the next. That's not how that works out. You can start working on something, but it could take years. But the point is, each day gets better. Each day gets easier. And each day, you will begin to experience less symptoms. So be patient with yourself. Honor your progress. Celebrate your steps that when you move forward and when you made progress, no matter how small your steps may seem. It's the little victories in your recovery that will eventually help you win the battle of healing your childhood trauma. And another thing, don't try to do this by yourself. Seek the help of a professional therapist or counselor so they can help you navigate through these feelings. And I say it all the time because if you could have fixed this yourself, you would have. But since we're still dealing with this, then you can't fix this on your own. And it's important to seek the help of a professional counselor. So go to a counselor, talk to them, and begin to get help so that your healing process can begin. Healing from childhood trauma is never easy. However, it's necessary to do, not only to have a healthy and thriving marriage or relationship, but also to make sure that we learn from the past and that we're not doing the same thing to our children. 
the last thing you want to do is to pass on the trauma that you experienced as a child to your children. The way to break the cycle is to get help, get counseling, and begin the healing process so you can do things differently with your children. Now, it'll take a lot of time and hard work to let go of all of these feelings, but it's something that you can do. Childhood trauma is something you can heal from. You can heal from the childhood trauma that you've experienced. You can get to a good place in both your life and your relationship, and you can eventually move on from the childhood trauma that you've experienced. The song that we're going to listen to today is called Moving On, and it's about a woman who realizes that she's at a point where it's time for her to move on from a painful time in her past. It wasn't supposed to end this way. Our love was so strong, I thought it would stay. But people and things got in the way. Now I have no words to say. What started out so beautiful was easily erased. You said that we should separate because you need.
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today. I absolutely love hanging out with you each week, and it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. Because I am so thankful to you guys, I am going to be giving away a free gift. I understand that being married can be difficult and stressful at times. So if you are looking for a way to stop arguing and resolve issues in your marriage, then click the link below in the show notes to download your free PDF about how to solve problems in your marriage. If you would like to contact me, feel free to contact me on social media by clicking the links in the show notes, and I promise you that I will respond to your message. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.